When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are playing as Sir Crokington, and we are continuing Proving Grounds 3 Shadow over Stonegate. Stonegate has just been attacked by a horde of various types of undead. We've driven them out, but there will be more, because there are several shadow paths just constantly gating in more, more and more undead from somewhere deep in the neverness and we're going to be dealing with that dealing with that partially soon because this part is called a second gate the citizens of stonegate have fled their homes and set up a fortified camp in the secluded part of the forest north of town while you continue to wage a one woman war against this invading undead all right this part is called a solitary guardian let us begin Following your victory over the undead tide that surged through the streets of Stonegate, you set off to locate Garin Silverfoot, hoping to find the town protector still alive. Your search takes you to the Steadmore Inn, and you are delighted to find Garin and several others seated around a table at the back of the common room. The six men are involved in a deep discussion about how best to protect the town in the wake of its, the defeat of its militia and the evacuation of its citizens. Upon seeing you, Garin rises and makes his way unsteadily over to you, meeting you in a shoulder cross. He winces as he speaks, his agonised expressions betraying the pain that still whacks his body. I did not doubt that you still live, Sir Crokington, he says, smiling. I would guess there is much you wish to relate to me, and I need not tell you there remains much to be done. You tell Garwin about all that has transpired since you last parted, and he nods grimly at every pause, stopping you now and again to relay the information to the men seated at the table. When, you finish, when you're finished with your account, he tells you that another likely point of invasion has just been discovered. It appears that a cave in the forest north of here hosts more of the undead, he states grimly. Our citizens have evacuated, and are holed up in a fortified encampment not far from the cave. They came upon this lair of the dead as they fled through the forest, and wisely set up camp a good distance from it. I again, ask for your hope, Sir Crokington. You assure him that you will immediately investigate the cave, and, after a short rest, you leave Stonegate and head into the dense forest north of town. Following Garwin's directions, you easily find your way to the cave, and from a nearby hillside, you sit and observe the surrounding area, waiting for any sign of the lurking undead. A sudden movement catches your eyes, and you spot a large bone figure emerging from the shadowy mouth of the cave. Cautiously, you creep down the hillside to get a closer look at the look, look, closer view of this new arrival. 
Standing outside the mouth of the cave is a thick bone skeleton with a hulking forest troll. The undead creature clutches a wooden club in its white hand and its skull turns from side to side as it scours the surrounding forest. After observing the undead troll for several minutes, it becomes apparent you have to somehow deal with this menace if you are to explore the cave. I have several options now. I could just attack it, or I could use the skill of feathery, power of telekinesis, power of illusion, or power of gating. Now I'm just going to ignore just attacking it. I'm going to use random.org to once again tell me what to do. Just picking a number between 1 and 4. Generate number 3. We're going to be using the power of illusion. Channeling it now. 64 experience to illusion. We succeeded. You call upon your power of illusion. At once the sound of human voices can be heard in the forest of the west. The troll immediately snaps its head in the direction of the sound, just as the illusionary band of three woodcutters step into view. The troll charges into the woods as the illusionary hu humans turn and flee, leaving the mouth of the cave unguarded. You quickly move forward and boldly step into the dark cave. Hmm. Sort of... Ah, uh, well... Well, once I've... Once I've dealt... Once I've dealt with the master of of this invasion they'll all probably stop working so it doesn't matter that much that I leave one of them active just as long as I don't accidentally lead it to the encampment because then that would be a very bad thing indeed you quickly move forward and boldly step into the dark cave 32 experience to general and that is the end of that scenario which is very very short Hmm, maybe I should have fought the scroll. Oh well. Okay, into the dark. Armed with your reliable light. And the keen desire to investigate this foul undead lair. You step into the shadowy interior of the cave. Okay, I'm on the north side of the map. The sound of unseen things moving in the dark reaches your ears as you cautiously explore the cave. To the north, fresh air blows in from the mouth of the cave. Uh, going south one. And what the sound of things moving unseen in the dark reaches your ears as you cautiously explore the cave. Go west. Little passage off to the south. And a welcome sight looms into view and on the passage ahead. Two undead trolls. Now, just... I wonder. Are they... Bontable? Equipping the engraved troll bunt just in case. Begin combat. Well, I go into a battle wage. Because they're not bontable. And I wanted to bont them. Probably because their weak spots fell off at some point. So there's nothing to bond. They swipe at you with their deadly claws. And they are slain. 5 XP. You take a few moments to catch your breath and check over your equipment following the brutal fight. When you're ready, you're once set off. Again, set off through the cave. Alright, keep going, keep going, keep going. Another two undead trolls. I swing the troll bot. The troll's powerful jaws lock onto you as this fearsome creature attempts to bite you in half. Oh yes. And a wage war deafens you as the troll's stone-like claws wake across your torso, carving into your flesh for 13 damage. And then again for 15 damage, and they are slain. 5 XP. You take a few moments to catch your breath and check out your equipment. Following the brutal fight. When you're ready, you once again set off through the cave. Alright, I'm gonna go back to Chiara's staff and the glittering ice shield. Since these trolls are no longer bontable. Two towering skeletal trolls suddenly view them into view of, uh, along the passage ahead. The hulking undead creatures bellow loudly and rush towards you. 
You steal yourself to face the impending assault. Okay, how did you get so many undead trolls? Did you just follow a few follow a few minutes behind behind the troll hunter and just go Oh Necromance that oh Necromance that oh Necromance that and just put them away before he notices. Cause he's probably really good at fighting undead trolls too. Along with most other things. Yes, they swipe at you with their deadly claws, but they are still slain. 37 XP. You step over the shattered remains of the skeletal trolls and set off along the cave passage. Alright, the passage turns to the northwest. There's a little bit there. Another two undead trolls. Swap at you with their deadly claws. They are slain. 5 XP. Once again, set off through the cave. That was just a random encounter. There's an undead troll once more. Drops you deadly claws, it is slain. Another fire XP. You take a few moments to catch your breath and check over your equipment following the brutal fight. When you're ready, you once again set off through the cave. Alright. Two undead trolls once more. An enraged roar deafens you as the troll's stone-like claws break across your torso, carving into your flesh for 16 damage. But nevertheless, they are still slain. 5 XP. Once more, set off through the cave. Alright, there's a little there's a little rectangle loop on the west side. And in the southwest corner, there's a passage... Another two undead trolls block my path. They are slain, 37 XP. You step over the shattered remains of the skeletal trolls and set off along the cave passage. And a welcome sight moves into view along the passage. It's an undead troll. Deadly claws. This is slain, 5 XP. Right in the southwest corner, there is nothing. What kind of movement along the south side of the passage? A little alcove. Another alcove in the southwest cor- southeast corner. Going up the east side now with the map. A trio of halting skeletal trolls suddenly loom into view along the passage ahead. The towering undead beasts bellow loudly and rush towards you. You steal yourself to face the impending assault. Three undead trolls. They swipe at you with their deadly claws. They do the claw special. 13 damage. And they are still slain. 69 experience. You step over the shattered remains of the skeletal trolls and set off along the cave passage. Alright, we're getting towards the end of the cave. Or at least the end of the bits of the caves where I, I can actually fit in. Alright, in the northeast corner, having looped all the way around, around the long way, because that's just how the cave works. Alright, very northeast corner coming up. The moment you step into the small chamber at the end of the passage, your eyes are drawn to a swirling black vortex that hovers against the north wall. A shadow path. A low, pulsing sound issues from the heart of the shadow path. Instinctively, you step towards the portal, determined to affect its clothing. Closing and deny this point of entry to the undead invasion of Threatened Stone Gate. As you approach the vortex, you catch sight of a spent, slight figure slinking through the shadows against the eastern wall. You call out to the man, to the figure, boldly demanding reveal itself. An elderly man in blue robes hobbles out of the darkness and comes to stand just at the edge of your pool of light. He sneers in response to your command and draws back his hand as small tines of lightning begin dancing across his fingertips. Oh, it's another wizard! Alright, I can just rush forward, attack him, or use fortification to block his attack, and then rush forward and attack him. Fortification first. It succeeded. 64 experience the fortification. The war of thunder shapes the chamber. As a long time, time of lightning erupts from the old man's outstretched hand. 
The deadly bolt slams into your invisible barrier and is harmlessly deflected to the floor. The woes man sneers derisively and curses at you. He is... he is nameless, says the old man, his voice soft and chilling. You are too late, hero. The sound from the direction of the shadow path draws your attention, and you turn to witness a large shape emerging from the swirling vortex. You turn back to the old man, a shock to discover he's no longer there. Oh, well, I didn't have the time to attack him again. After out of fortification, a fearsome bellow from the far side of the chamber again causes you to turn and face the Nevor portal. A skeletal troll, troll steps out of the shadow, swirling shadow path, and charges towards you. The undead beast wars as it swipes at you with its deadly claws. It's another skeletal troll. I swing my staff, and it swings its claws. And then I win. It is slain. 37 XP. Your blood once cold is a deafening cause of wars erupts from the shadow path. You know that unless you are able to close the portal, you will likely be overwhelmed by the foul undead about to pour through it and enter this world. A skeletal scroll emerges from the vortex and, and leaps at you. Its stone hard claws waking the air only inches in front of its face. This is a skeletal troll and I am going to fight it. The troll's powerful jaws lock onto you as the fearsome creature attempts to bite me in half and does 17 damage as it makes quite a, make quite, quite a lot of progress. Alright. Tries to tear the powerful troll's powerful jaws lock onto you as the fearsome creature attempts to bite you in half yet again. This is slain and... No, no, no. Now it is slain. 13 XP. The skeletal troll collapses into a pile of bone at your feet. Wasting no time, you quickly prepare to close the shadow path. So you've got two options. Use the shadow stone, which you must have by this time because you can't get out of... Because you can't get out of the... You can't get out of the... the the dead wolf cave without it or attempt to close the shadow path with the power of gating i'm going to use the power of gating you close your eyes and call upon your power of gating as you attempt to affect the closing of the shadow path challenge it now succeeded the heart of the shadow path ripples and sweat pours down your brow as you struggle to close the vortex with your potent summon power picking a number Bonus of 130! 20 from Mind, 20 from Spirit, 20 from Aura, and 70 from Gating. Pick now! 128 experience to Jet Gating as it succeeded. A bright flash of blue light momentarily fills the chamber, and the heart of the Shadow Path begins to swirl with renewed fervor. Well, that's not supposed to happen. Suddenly, without a sound, the vortex closes. Oh, that's what's supposed to happen. The low, pulsing sound fades to a whisper and is gone entirely. The shadow path is no more. All right. Two shadow paths closed. Who knows how many left to go? Probably some. And of course, what's to stop them opening another one? Yeah, we're going to get the get that wolf. That wolfy thing. And probably that wizard too. Because honestly, there's a pretty decent chance that that wizard knows how to open Shadow Pass. Even if even if only temporary ones. And probably doesn't know the Curid Cypher, because very few people know that. But still, very dangerous. Another strikes the heart of the enemy. Issues the familiar voice of a young woman out of the shadows. You turn to the white and find the gaunt figure of the lurker stepping back from the edge of your light into the deeper gloom of the chamber. She acknowledges you with a slow nod. 
Your victory is closer now. But the tower the plague stone gate does not sleep, she says, her voice going faint growing faint. The nameless one is among you. Be ever wary. The voice fades to a whisper and is suddenly replaced by a silence as the lurker disappears into the shadows. You quickly make your way out of the chamber, determined to return to Stonegate at once and report the success of your mission to Garwin. The return to the town is both swift and uneventful. Well, it's with that, with with that, with that gate closed, there's probably less than the ways of undead coming into coming in is significantly reduced. Not to zero, because there's definitely a third portal somewhere. You turn to the town swift and uneventful. Yet as you approach your town, your every every step is haunted by the passing words of the lurker. The nameless one is among you. An involuntary shudder runs the length of your spine as you step, step onto Stonegate's main thoroughfare and head off in the direction of the Steadmore Inn. And that finishes this scenario for another 384 experience to general. Alright, let's throw scenarios down. Onto. Onto part six. Many happy returns. Your return to Stonegate turns out to be a bit different than you expected. Hmm, it's probably not that everything's fine now. It's probably, uh, there's. Well, I guess we'll find out. This scenario is called Pull Up a Chair. Begin this scenario. The moment you step into the common room with the Steadmore Inn, you realise something is amiss. Five hooded figures, all slightly smaller than man size, sit at the table where Garwin and his compatriots were last seated. Pull up a chair, friend, says one of the largest figures in the loo. Pull up a chair, friend, says one of the large figures in the low, rumbling tone as he turns towards you. You are shocked by the face that leers out at you from beneath the hood. The horrid, rotting face of a sneering shave goblin peers out at you from beneath the hood. The four other figures turn to face you, revealing themselves to also be undead members of the goblin race. Horror overcomes you when you realise that the undead goblin who addressed you is Balak, the goblin chieftain you slew in the caves of Westwold. Which, uh... I mean, you can, fi- you can find out how that worked out if you... I guess if you... Well, uh, well, if you keep scrolling down, you'll find it eventually. I'll pro- if I remember, I'll put a link to it. Balak wings grins wickedly, exposing a mouthful of jagged, half-rotted teeth. He sparks a sharp command to his undead kin, and they spring from their seats, each of them drawing a rusty blade. My revenge is come, human. No, wait. My revenge is come, toad. Snarls Balak as his four goblin minions stalk across the common room towards you. Four champions should soften up your hide. The first of the four undead goblins rushes at you, wielding its rusted blade with expert skill. Look, I probably killed you the first time. Not sure, because it's kind of... Because I really don't pay attention to how, any, how, how regular goblins I charge through in the hundreds. Look. The stench of his rotting corpse nearly overwhelms you as the creature draws to within melee range. But, well, you're hoping for best two out of three? Because, um, you, you're going to lose that. And you're not going to get a third undead goblin champion begin combat. The undead goblin warrior slices you with his rusted blade. Why couldn't they ever give... Can't they ever give the undead decent weapons? Ugh, I guess it's probably the same one you were buried with. It's just, you know, like, people use undead. They're always 
always kind of cut costs. Yeah, that's why they do. That's why they deal with undead, because they don't want a regular living army. Because you have to pay them, you have to feed them, you have to give them medical care, and they want a pension. And if they die, you have to have a funeral. But if you use an undead soldier, you don't have to worry about any of that. Slices you as rusted blade and is slain. 13 XP. The goblin's decaying corpse strikes the floor of the common room. Before you can even catch your breath, you are confronted by the second of the gruesome undead warriors. The undead goblin champion. An undead goblin champion. Slices you with his rusted blade and is slain. 21 XP. The third undead goblin rushes to you. Well, you want to die again? I'll help. Missing your leg by mere inches with a deadly nasty swipe of his rusted sword. Having barely dodged a vicious blow, you quickly manoeuvre to counter his attack. An undead goblin champion begin. The undead goblin warrior slashes you with his rusted blade. Got a lot of health this one, 5 damage from a savage blow, and it is slain, 21 XP. The fourth undead goblin snarls viciously as it moves to engage you, its rotted hands gripping the hilt, the same sword, wielded when it was among the living, over 300 years ago. Okay, okay. Unless some time travel shenanigans have, or... Will all have happened, because, you know, tenses are difficult with time travel. This should be the first time I've killed you. Begin combat. The Goblin Warrior slices you with his rusted blade. Hmm. Thought Balak would have his own minions resurrected. You know, just, you know, keep the team together. The enemy deals you a savage blow. Although, admittedly, I can understand why you wouldn't use them again. Because, well, they, they utterly failed. Because he got killed. Deals you a savage blow for 16 damage and is slain. 38 XP. You step past the remains of the four undead goblin champions and boldly confront Black. The undead goblin chieftain rises unsteadily from his chair and draws a thick hafted stone-tipped wooden spear which he levels at you. Your end. At last! He snarls. This is Balalak, the unmerciful. And this time he's undead. Although I suspect it won't really do him any, good, any more good than it did him the first time. Begin combat. Balak thrusts his stone-tipped spear at you. Although at least he's mixing it up using a spear this time. Savage blow for 14 damage. Hey, he got a hit in. At least you, you can... You can you can show that. You can, you can boast about that to your goblin gods. Or wherever it is that you go. And is slain. 70 XP. Badalak slumps to the floor and falls back. His watting head striking the wooden planks with a sickening, squishing sound. Make a quick search of his mains and discover his spear is a weapon of exceptional quality. But it's still just a generic spear. So it will be sold later. Because there's absolutely no way to tell it apart from any other spear. You thoroughly search the end, but discover no sign of Garwin or the others. With little else to go on, you decide to leave town and head back north into the forest. To seek out the fortified encampment that Garwin had mentioned. You hope to find the camp still intact. And you hope to find Garwin encountered amongst those seeking refuge there. You leave, your I- you leave the inn and make your way out of Stonegate. And that finishes that scenario for 128 experience to general. Alright. Camp.
Stonegate. Begin. It's in a remote part of the forest north of town. You come upon a fortified encampment that's home to Stonegate's evacuated citizens. The makeshift assemble of tents and hastily constructed wooden shacks is surrounded by a thick field of sharpened pikes and concealed pits. These crude measures are now all that really protects the camp's inhabitants from the threat of the gathering undead. You wind your way through the through the treacherous maze of defences and arrive at the guarded gate. The two men standing guard before the gate look pleased to see you. They immediately usher you into the camp, directing you to a tall grey tent wherein resides Garwin. The protector of Stonegate is seated on the ground, poring over a series of maps with several other men. He looks you up as you step into the tent. Tendon staggers to his feet, meeting you in a shoulder cross. Your father still answers my prayers, he says jovially. Lices me heart to know that there, there is someone even these wretched undead must fear. I'm glad you knew to come here, Sir Crokington, as there was neither time nor opportunity to leave you word in town of our hasty departure. You no doubt bear news of victory? I do. Some victory. You relate to Garwin and the others the details surrounding your discovery and the closing of the second shadow path and the lair of the undead trolls. All present marvel at your account. When you make mention of the elderly rose man you encountered in the chamber of the shadow path, Garwin's eyes open wide and the other man stares at you with their mouths open. Blue robes? says Garwin, as if to confirm the details you've related. This bodes ill indeed. The situation is now more grave than ever, unless I'm mistaken. The man you described could be none other than Nilom. You learn that Nilom is the resident maid of Stonegate, but what Garwin, may, what Garwin says next reveals the reason for the men's startled reaction. Nilom was a trusted ally, says Garwin. It was Nilon that I dispatched to Talonus with word of our plight. He was eager to accept the task, but now I fear I have been played the fool. Not only does it appear that he is a traitor, but it's safe to say we have been desperately awaiting response to a plea that was never delivered. Garwin is silent for a moment. As is contemplating the consequences of this apparent newfound treachery. I don't know what part, you know, I'm played in all this, he says, referring to the undead invasion. But he was certainly not any sort of master mage. I sincerely doubt he has the ability necessary to effect such that has occurred here. He must be in league with some larger, more adept entity. All of this is most unexpected and very troubling. The others are all in agreement, and Garwin advises everyone to put Nilon out of mind for a moment. We will find him and deal with him as warranted, he says. There are other concerns presently. Garwin turns to you, is about to address you directly, when a series of shouts wings out from the northern side of the camp. You fly out of the tent with the others, following closely behind close behind and sprint in the direction of the frantic cries. My daughter! My daughter! cries a hysterical father, pointing past the treacherous defences that surround the encampment to the fort, dense forest beyond. They, they, they took her! You attempt to calm and find out what has occurred. The panic-stricken man tells you that his daughter, only a few years old, slipped out of his sight and wandered past the defences and out of sight. They grabbed her at the edge of the wood. Skeletons, he cries. I must go after her. I beg of you. I must. The old father protect her. You tell the man to stay put and turn to Garvin. You simply nods and without delay you make your way through the maze of defences and slip into the forest, embarking on a desperate hunt for the young girl. Like if you go out, there'll just be another skeleton. If you go out, look, the fact is, you're, 
Even if even if I save your daughter, he won't have a father anymore. She won't have a father. And that's that's bad enough. I'll get her. I'll get her. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The forest north of the encampment is crawling with undead. All around you, bands of skeletons and staggering cadavers roam the woodlands. You do your best to avoid being spotted as you dart through the trees, your eyes scouring every last one of the undead for any sign of the young girl. If you have the skill of woodsmanship and wish to use it, or I could use the skill of divination. Hmm, or I could just... Or I could just, just, just rely on my instincts. Uh, I'm going to use divination. Challenge it now. Succeeded. 256 experience to divination. Guided by your power of divination, you set off at a breakneck pace through the forest in pursuit of the young girl and her captures. Alright. The sobs of the child reach your ears as you fight your way through a dense thicket of lore. You emerge from the tangle and find a young girl lying on the ground in the midst of the group of seven skeletons. She appears to be unharmed, but it is obvious that she is terrified. Tatters of leather armour cling to the bones of the skeletons, and their heads and their hands grip an assortment of rusty weapons. The vicious undead creatures hiss wildly as they stare down at the young girl. Alright, why? Why have they captured someone? That doesn't seem to be their motive so far. So far their motive has been to kill people and be really terrifying. Well, maybe it's the law me here? Because, cause I mean, they know. I mean, well, they don't know, but the person that commands them would know. That if someone is kid, if someone kidnaps a girl, I'm going to charge in afterwards without you paying any heed to any possible trap. You charge forward, scattering the skeletons as you launch a surprise attack. You take the girl by the hand and tow, tow her to remain behind you. You follow. She follows your instructions to cowers by, by the base of a tall evergreen, while you prepare to engage her fleshless captors. The seven skeletons hiss wildly as they viciously set upon you. You fight with renewed vigour, determined not to let these horrid creatures recapture their intended prey. It's seven skeletons. Are you going to battle rage? Leave that girl alone! Ah! And slain. You have slain your foe. Five XP. A ghastly wail from erupts from your white, and you turn to find yourself confronted by a horrific undead specimen. A staggering ghoul moans loudly as it moves towards you, its clawed hands outstretched in an attempt to clamp around your throat. It's a lesser deathless ghoul, well we'll see about that. I think it'll be very deathful soon. The watching ghoul moans banefully as it attacks. Your enemy's wounds rapidly begin to heal, but not rapidly enough. And it is slain. 5 XP. You take a step back towards the towering girl and firmly plant your feet, determined to hold your ground against the new undead horror stalking out of the trees towards you. Now it's a greater deathless ghoul. Its wounds heal. Alright. Moans balefully as it attacks, more healing, and it is slain. 6 XP. The ghoul drops to the ground and does not move again. You're about to turn and pick up the girl, but a watting, gaunt-faced cadaver staggers into view. Insects burrow in and out of the decaying flesh of the creature's face, 
and dark blood drips from open wounds as widow its rag covered torso. The undead abomination opens its mouth to reveal a set set of decayed yellow fangs over which flickers a deceased forked tongue. With vicious snarl, the undead abomination leaps forward and attacks. It's a ghoul lord, and I'm going to name him David Cameron. Perhaps. You swing your staff at your enemy, the ghoul lord claws at you. Okay, and slain. 38 XP. The moment the ghoul's corpse strikes the forest floor, you cut, you scoop up the young girl and take flight in the direction of the encampment. You fly through the forest. Okay, as fast as your legs will allow. While your young charge clings to your back as I spring really fast. You are, her arms wrap tightly around your neck. You manage to avoid several more groups of the undead by just jumping right over them as you race towards the relative safety of the fortified camp. As the camp's outer defences loom into view through the trees ahead, the jubilant cries of the citizens of Stonegate reach your ears. Two men rush forward as you near the first nine of pikes and take the girl from your arms as they usher you back into the heart of the camp. The father of the young girl, now clutching his daughter tightly, thank you as tears of joy stream down his face. As he departs to have her checked over by a hit by the healer, Garin strides up to you and commends you on the daring rescue. They know a hero works among, walks amongst us, says Garin, referring to the encamped citizens of Stone. How the encamped citizens of Stonegate have come to view. Give some hope, Sir Quirkington. So it should. For if without you, we would have long since abandoned hope altogether. Garwin takes you aside and speaks in a hushed tone, taking care not to be overheard. The news of Nilom's treachery is a blow that caught me off guard, he confides. Until you spoke of your encounter with him in the cave, I had no reason to doubt his loyalty. I'd have thought carefully on the matter, and I believe our next course of action must be to find out what we can about his involvement in all of this. It may well lead us, at last, to the source of this uh, scourge. Garwin told you the next step should be for you to return and investigate near investigate Neilon's residence, an old watchtower that crowns a small hill on the western edge of town. You agree with his assessment and tell him you will set out at once. For the first time since you became involved in this matter, you feel as you may finally be moving one step closer to shedding some light on the sh- on the shadow of evil hanging over Stonegate. And then that, that finishes this scenario for 256 experience to general. Alright, part 7 is called Nilon. The search for Nilom has led you to his old residence. An old watchtower atop a hill on the eastern edge of Stonegate. Okay? This now is called the Watchtower. Under the cover of the forest, you cautiously approach Nilom's residence on the western edge of Stonegate. The old watchtower sits on the crown of a wooded hill, overlooking the town at a broad section of the road leading west. You sit beneath the trees at the base of the hill and carefully observe the gaunt, cheerless grey stone tower. Your vigilance is rewarded when you spot two armoured guardsmen take up a position in front of the tower's main doors. The guards seem to be closely watching the stony path. path as it winds its way up the hill up the hill to the tower. Okay, so I can attempt to enter the tower via the main doors or seek another way and try the main doors first. As you stealthily move from tree to tree up the wooded slope, your eyes train on the guards. You have, we thought, bent on gaining entrance to the tower. You're within ten yards of the main doors, where much dismay, they open, and the two guards are joined by a third. 
The newly arrived guard strikes up a rather lively conversation with the other two. And soon, soon all three are engaged in a colourful but friendly exchange. You note, quite favourably, that the main doors remain open. Oh, and they're not undead. All right, that, that's, that, that's, that's a good sign. That means that Nilom isn't at least fully in with this. Fully engaged with this whole undead, in with this entire undead menace. Alright, so I have, I, have some, I have some options. I could just sneak past them. I could use illusion, or I could use gating. Random.org will tell me what to do. Generate a number. Number three, I'm just going to sneak past. Using the long shadow cast by the tower, and several conveniently located trees. You begin your bold but stealthy approach. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 256. 150 from thievery. 77 from woodmanship. 19 from agility. And 13 from luck. I don't think there's any way I'm going to fail this check. Pick now. 200. No, 300. And 58. That was pretty much as high a number as I could have got. Because I picked 99. Because it rolled 99 and then added 259. If you wanted even higher numbers, you're going to have to raise your raise your stats even higher. 64 experience to feathery. 32 experience to woodmanship. The three guards never expect a thing. Ghost in their lively banter. You steal up to the main doors and slip into the tower unseen. I'm also helped because the Grogenton is small. <laughs> and possibly gets even smaller for this bit. <laughs> or maybe not. Neilom's residence is much larger than it appears from the outside. You spend several minutes slinking through passages and levels of the old watchtower. Until at last, on the third floor... You hear voices coming from behind a door off off to the wise of the central hall. You press your ear up to the sturdy timber of the door and listen intently to what sounds like two men arguing with each other. As you listen, however, something strikes you as strange regarding the voices. Then it hits you. The two voices are one and the same. It's some sort of golem smeagol sort of thing. You listen with renewed interest as the lone voice behind the door changes in pitch and tone, creating the eerily audible illusion of two people conversing. Your first voice is that of an elderly man, while the second, while the second is barely above a harsh whisper. You do not own me, cries the voices of the old man. I am nameless, hisses the second voice, the hauntingly familiar words sending an involuntary shudder through your body. You will leave me! Be gone, demon! shouts the angry voice of an old man. Be gone! I am nameless, hisses the second voice again. Only on the wings of death shall I depart. Then depart you shall, thunders the old man's voice. An anguished, painless cry is accompanied by the sound of something shattering on the floor. Ready to confront the unexpected, you throw open the door and step into the chamber beyond. Sprawled on the floor, just inside the door is the blue-woed body of an old man. The man's face is twisted into a frozen, agonised expression. But you instantly recognise him as the one you encountered the second shadow path. There is no doubt that this is Nilon. The shattered remnants of a vial lie shattered near his head. And a pungent, dark-coloured liquid seeps from the corner of Nilon's mouth. The odour of the liquid is unmistakable. It is waif's blood. A deadly toxin. There's potency knows few equals. 
<sighs> you know? You may well be the bravest person in this entire story. <laughs> we will remember that. Suddenly, the alarm's eyes fly open. And he glares at you contemptuously. I am nameless. He hisses up. It wasn't enough. You everything. And it wasn't enough. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> you steal yourself for the possibility of an imminent attack. But as swiftly his eyes open. They close and the face is once again frozen. In the final agonizing moments of his life. A fur. Oh, that may be. Oh, I think it may well have been enough. The felled. The felled piece of parchment protrudes from one of the pockets on Nilam's robes. The parchment is the note addressed to Giram, and you read it carefully. Dearest Giram, I ascribe to you. Scribe to this paper what will likely be my last words among the living. You must know, above all else, that I have not willingly betrayed you, all the people of Stonegate. The demon whose army stalks the land is within me, and I find myself powerless to repel him. His possession shall prove my undoing. I pray this message reaches you in time. In the lowest level of this tower, it's a shadow path the demon uses to pass between our world and its nightmarish realm. I have seen what lies beyond that portal, for I have been carried down my own legs through very much against my will. I beseech you, the portal must be closed at all costs. Suffice to say what ga suffice to say that what gathers on the far side of the shadow path is an army against which no mortal force can hope to stand. The time of invasion draws near. There is the precise well-formed script ends abruptly, replaced by jagged, irregular text. It's plain, plain that a new hand has composed the remainder of the note. I was still able to send word to Talonus. Expect help soon. A sudden movement on the door at your feet draws your gaze downward. On the floor, floor at your feet, Leonor's body has begun to twitch and convulse. Ah, yeah, wasn't enough. You leap backward. Assuming a defensive stance as the mage's lifeless corpse shudders and slowly rises to his feet. Nilon, his eyes rolled into the back of his head, grins wickedly as he levels his outstretched hand at you. I am nameless, he hisses. Nilon thrusts his hand at you as he launches a powerful telekinetic attack. Alright, I've got options. Fortification, telekinesis... Or just continue. Well, what? Alright, I'm going to be using telekinesis to fight telekinesis. Ah, channeling it. Succeeded. 64 experience to telekinesis. You thrust out your hand, projecting a powerful blast of telekinetic energy in the direction of Nilon. The energy from your attack collides with his. Shaking the walls of the chambers, the two potent forces negate each other. You quickly leap forward and attack the undead mage. The freshly risen undead mage snarls viciously as you launch your attack. You attack Nilom, and he's he's undead. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna set free your soul so you can go to the halls of the All Father and receive a lot of counselling. Begin combat. You swing your staff at your enemy as Nilon reaches out for you. The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body with 14 damage. Wait a minute. 
If this soul goes out and you lot, will I be next? Alright. Slain. 21 XP. The undead corpse of Nilon slumps to the floor at your feet and does not move again. A shiver runs the length of your spine as the cool breath of air washes past you and out of the chamber. You carefully fold his arms across his chest and mutter a quick prayer while standing over the body of the fallen mage. You silently vow you deliver the note that bears his final words to Garwin. Realising there is no time for delay, you exit the chamber, promptly descend to the tower's ground level. In the middle of a clustered stu- study on the eastern side of the structure, you find a stone hatch, the centre of which is fitted with a brass wing. Taking hold of the wing, you lift the weighty stone slab and slide it to the side, revealing a narrow set of steps spiralling down into the darkness. You check over your equipment and take a last look at your surroundings before taking your trusty light source in hand and beginning a cautious descent. And that ends this scenario for 64 experience to general. Hmm. Shall I... Hmm. You know what, let's do the next part as well. I'll probably bring me dust over an hour, but that's fine. Other ones have been a bit less than an hour. Final descent, begin your scenario. You're standing at the base of a steep set of spiral steps that leads up to the ground floor of the watchtower. To the south, the corridor plunges into darkness. You think it might be safe to west here, but I've no reason to right now because you fully heal after every proving ground scenario, which can be very convenient. Because you can suddenly think, oh, I'm in a lot of trouble. Oh, wait. Oh, the style ended and I'm fully healed. Convenient. Okay, the passage goes south, southeast. Little alcove, nothing there. And then it twirls back to the northwest. A clatter of bones echoes off the walls of the corridor as a large band of skeletons loom into view. The vile group of fleshless undead hiss wildly as they draw rusted blades and attack. It's eight skeletons. Bash! There goes about three of them. Bash! There goes another couple. Bash! There goes the west of them. They are slain. Five XP. You leave a large pile of shattered bones in your wake as you once again set off along the passage. Alright. You're beneath the watchtower that serves as the abode of Stoughton Gate's resident mage near them. You, you move cautiously through the dark corridor, seeking any sign of the shadow path. And we're nearly at the end, nearly back where we started, having went northwest again. And here it comes, here's the end. The boat you step, in, step into the small chamber at the end of the passage, your eyes are drawn to a swirling black vortex. Hovering against the west wall, a shadow path. A low, pulsing sound issues from the heart of the Neville Gate. Instinctively, you step towards the portal, determined to effect its closing and deny this point of entry to the undead invasion that threatens not only Stonegate, but the entire world. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat-ready stance, prepared to do battle with the undead menace. Now stepping out of the portal is a greater deathless ghoul. Well, you're not that great, and you won't be that deathless. It moans battlefully as it attacks. It begins to heal. And that's that seems to heal all the damage I did just now. Moans battlefully as it attacks. I didn't even I didn't get any damage that round. And it is slain. 5 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foe and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat ready stance, prepared to do battle with the undead menace, now stepping out of the portal. This is a greater deathless ghoul, beginning combat. It heals a bit, moans bravely as it attacks. 
Oh, I actually saw it healing that time. And uh, that time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see the health creeping up on the bar. Oh, it's creeping up, it's creeping up. But eventually, I managed to get it down. It is slain. 5 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foe and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat ready stance. Prepare to do battle with the undead menace. Now, stepping out of the portal. Six ghouls. Just regular ghouls. They claw at you. And they are all slain. 5 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat ready stance. Prepare to do battle. With the undead menace now stepping out of the portal. Five ghouls. They claw at you. And they are slain. Five XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat ready stance. Prepared to do battle with the undead menace now stepping out of the portal. It's twelve skeletons. It hisses their attack. And are slain. 6 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat ready stance, prepared to do battle with the undead menace, now stepping out of the portal. Greater deathless ghoul. The rotting ghoul moans painfully, balefully as it just attacks. It heals a bit. A bit more healing, but not enough. You know, to. Stop it from being slain. 5 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foe and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat ready stance. Prepared to do battle with the undead menace. Now stepping out of the portal with 8 skeletons. Begin combat. It hisses their attack and are slain. 5 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Alright, here's a ghoul lord this time. Claws at you and is slain, 5 XP. You stand before the shadow path, your every mus muscle tensed as you prepare to face what might next emerge from the swirling black vortex. When it seems no enemy is immediately forthcoming, you quickly set about attempting to close the, the pulsing gate. And uh, now someone's on the on the other side saying, We gotta get more undead! We gotta get more undead! Where's the more undead? Pass me the forms to get more undead! <laughs> Attempt to close the shadow path with gating or use the shadow stone. I'm gonna use gating again. You close your eyes and call upon your power of gating as you attempt to affect the closing of the shadow path. Channel it now. Succeeded. The heart of the shadow path whipples and sweat pours down your brow as you struggle to close the vortex with your potent summoned powers. Picking a number. Bonus of 130. 20 from mind, 20 from spirit, 20 from aura. That alarm was it being noon. And 70 from gating. Pick now. 256 experience to gating. A bright blue light momentarily fills the chamber. And the heart of the shadow path begins to swirl with renewed feather. Suddenly, without a sound, the vortex closes. The low, pulsing sound fades to a whisper, and then it's gone entirely. The shadow path is no more. You're filled with an inexplicable sense of dread in the wake of the closing of the shadow path. The sound from behind startles you. And you turn to find the familiar figure of the lurker emerging from the shadowy corner of the chamber. The demon is gone, she says, but victory is not yet at hand. The lurker continues to speak, telling you that the name, nameless demon passed through the portal prior to its closing and is now again trapped in the shadowy neverwhelm it calls home. Oh, good, good, good thing. So it didn't try to possess me, or it did try, realised it wouldn't work, and buggered off home. You must hurry, she warns, for many of the dead that we've already invaded yet remain. And as we speak, they gather for a last assault upon the people of Stonegate. 
They cannot face this final fight alone, Sir Crookington. You must make haste. In the se sense of dread that fills you intensifies as the lurker steps back into the shadows and disappears from view. Without delay, you exit the watch chamber and make your way out, out of the lower level of the watchtower. Once outside, you set off to the north, plunging into the thick woods that surround Stonegate. You every hastened step, driven by the overpowering desire to reach the forest encampment in head of the impending undead attack. You pray you are not already too late. 256 experienced the general and that is that scenario finished. And that, that's, that'll be it for this episode. So part 8 is return to Camp Stonegate. You return to the forest encampment only to find the final undead assault upon the beleaguered citizens of Stonegate already wages beneath the trees. And that, that one has only one scenario called The Return. Presumably, I'll make my way to Stonegate and deal with the first waves of the attack. Then there's part 9, the last battle, and part 10, aftermath, and then that's it. I'm pretty sure I'll probably finish it off in the next episode. But, until then... Farewell, fellow adventurers. <laughs>